Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Uh, we're staying consistent. Huzzah. <laughs> we haven't been struck by any any more recent uh, catastrophes so far. Nope. Fingers we crossed. We made it to week two of doing the new thing. Yes. And 2020 is not over yet, so hopefully yeah. I didn't just jinx us to oblivion. But I'm Paige. Okay. <laughs> I, I am Aaron. Um, and today we are... You didn't say the name, Paige. Pic- your job. To- I said welcome back to Pixel Perfect Podcast at the beginning. No, you said welcome back. You didn't say Pixel Perfect d- Podcast. I'm going to listen back to this and I'm going to tell you. You will. I you go definitely- ahead. You edit the episode <laughs> and you tell me. I could be wrong. I could be the pregnancy brain. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, if no one knows about that, I feel like you haven't mentioned that in the podcast at all. So surprise. <laughs> Pregnant. We're all very excited. Yeah. Yes. So maybe we'll so- have a little guest star at some point next year. That you yes, screaming. <laughs> um, You'll hear him in the background. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, today we're doing a book episode. Um, we're talking about Shiver. Um, maybe touching on the overall series a little bit, just because I might pull up some stuff. Um, but this is one of my favorite books ever by my favorite author. Um, so I'm very excited. I'm going to put a caveat out there though, that. This is my favorite book, much like Ocarina of Time is my favorite video game, as in I know it's not the greatest thing out there and that she's made a lot better things since then. <laughs> it's like my favorite yeah. book in like a nostalgia way. But yeah, because I yeah. I definitely reread it earlier this year and I was like, oh, you've grown a lot since you wrote this. <laughs> yeah, the subtitle of this episode is Aaron Tries to Be Polite About Paige's Favorite Book. It's fine. So because uh, that's why uh, I put the caveat out there because I was like I know what it is <laughs> it, uh, it not very good in terms of it's, writing style or the plot writing plot characters I think the whole shebang really a lot of work well I mean it is that's the whole reason why yeah. I, I was struggling to get through it is because I'm like I'm bored I don't really care about the people and the writing isn't engaging enough for me. Wow. Have you read I, any of her newer stuff? Do you even like Not her, her new <laughs> I used to love Shiver. Back when I was in high school, I yep. loved Shiver. It'd been a, it's been a long time since I read it, obviously. Yeah. But, like, back middle school, high school, twilighty age, Shiver was my jam. Yeah. I definitely, I would say, I, to me, I love it. I love it. I like the characters and the romance in it, but that's just me. Like, I like it way better than Twilight. I feel like it's part of the reason I started stepping away from Twilight was because I liked Shiver so much more. But I think the reason, and not to harp on people who write this way, but after the Shiver trilogy, she, her new books after that, she moves to third person point of view. And she just, she just, like, exponential growth in terms of her writing style so like going back and rereading it this year and I was like oh no the first person is not good (laughs) no first person has inherent issues you have to be you have to be a very 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 good writer to pull off first person and the thing is that most the problem is that most intro writers people who are writing like their first books they rely on first person Mm -hmm. because they just don't have the skills yet really or because they're not willing to try I'm not it's because it's it, first person is so much easier. Yeah. It's it's so much easier to write in first person. There's a lot but of crutches to lean on with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's first that's why and the thing is that those crutches as you read more, 
those crutches become more and more noticeable. You, it's, it's easier and easier to pinpoint where people are relying on the first person. Yeah. And so first person is just like, don't write in first person, guys. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't no. do it. And I love her dearly, but this is like very much not her best work. Um, I also recently read her debut novel, which was even worse in terms of writing style. The plot was kind of fun and exciting, but yeah, she's definitely, she's grown a lot since Shiver came out. We did our thing again where we like just totally didn't tell anyone what this book is about. <laughs> yeah, that's all you though. It's your, it's your book. Go yeah, for it. It was part of that 2008 uh, YA craze that like, everyone was really into like the supernatural romances so um it's similar to twilight in that regard but our main characters are grace and sam and sam is a what i would call a shapeshifter because it does not adhere to typical werewolf lore whatsoever like there's not an ounce of it in the book so he's a shapeshifter and it's about him grappling with that because the shape-shifting component of him has put like this sort of deadline on his life and his ability to stay human so they're figuring out their romance and dealing with how to try to save him um we have side characters like isabel and then later in the series which i i don't know if you read more of them but you get cole and isabel and cole are some of my favorite people in these books they're a lot uh i don't know they're just like they're a lot sassier they have a lot i think more meat to their personalities but I think the reason Grace kind of falls flat, even though I love the two of them dearly, I love their romance, but Grace falls flat because, like, her biggest trauma in life is that her parents ignored her, so she's kind of, like, she's very plain. She has no personality. Yeah. She doesn't. Her personality is math. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's very weird. Like, her personality is she's an introvert who really likes wolves, and you're kind of just like, okay. And, like, I... I don't feel like she's very smart. Why do you, what makes you say that? Like, I just remember reading the part where she's like, she tells all of her theory. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? And she just tells it like it's totally normal. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, like Olive was just supposed to believe her about werewolves in the, (laughs) in the woods. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, what are you on right now? She just, she doesn't, she doesn't strike me. For me, I think the biggest problem is I feel like it's the Bella problem, mm-hmm. where we are expected to believe that she is intelligent without being proof of the fact that she's intelligent. Yep. Like, I, I like, I like it's it's very Twilighty. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I like Twilight better. Wow. I find Twilight to be more readable than this. That's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Especially because I, I feel like I just, I can't get past the nature of Bella and Edward's relationship. It bugs me a lot. So I think that's why I gravitate towards this series more. Um, there were two major criticisms I wanted to touch on that I saw through Goodreads that I didn't agree with that I wanted to get your opinions on as someone okay. who's like not as emotionally invested in this. Sure, go for it. <laughs> One of the one the criticisms was that they didn't find the romance believable because they felt Sam was like way too chaste for your average teenage boy. I saw that. Yeah, and I was like, I saw that review. Why? Well, he just it's just he, I thought it fit with his personality and his upbringing and the sheltered different life he led. Like I I didn't find it out of character for him to be more respectful. I didn't see it as him being chased. I saw him as being kind of awkward. Yeah, he seemed like an awkward teenage boy. Yeah, that's kind of the way I read him, was as a more awkward person. Um, 
who just doesn't quite want like it's like when she's like coming to bed with me and he's kind of just like I don't know how to react to that <laughs> and the fact that he's like very nervous about her parents and things like that um I, I think that's not my issue with their romance yeah my issue with their romance is that it I don't buy it like, mm-hmm. I get that there's supposed to be, like, this weird supernatural re- connection, mm-hmm. and they've been staring at each other in the woods for 80 million years. <laughs> like, I get it. But it happens so goddamn fast. And I, I find the scenes, and this is my biggest pet peeve with romance, right? Mm-hmm. If your physical contact scenes are awkwardly written, I can't with you. Like, I just... Her her language choices and the way she writes the physicality takes me out of the story. Interesting. And that's my biggest thing with romance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is your romance has to have – has to be well-written enough that I can – it's not pulling me out. Right, yeah. That makes sense. So – that was that was my issue with the rose. Sorry, I just feel like I'm like just like ragging on your favorite book, and I'm very I don't, sorry. I don't. No, I I put the caveat out there for a reason that like it's like a nostalgia favorite. Like you know, it's not the best. You know, there's been m- much better yeah. stuff after it. So yeah, yeah. What was the other review? Um, some people were saying it was like glorified furry fan fiction because she falls in love with a wolf. And I was like, I don't think the idea is that she straight up fell in love with a wolf. I think there's like a magical mystical component to it. I think there was like this underlying understanding that there was more to him than it. Like, like I think on a deep level, she knew he was not just a wolf. <laughs> I interpret it as she is also part wolf. That yes, that does happen later on. Like in the next book, so- I think she becomes a wolf. Yeah, so, so they're like connected. My, so my interpretation wasn't so much as it's it's a human and a wolf as it was <laughs> it's two wolves. Yes. Yeah. So so like I I didn't take it that way. It didn't bother me in that way just because it was like I so saw like, many reviews like that that were disgusted with the premise of the book for her falling in love with a wolf and I was like I think I mean, the whole concept went over their head. It's a little furry in the sense that I bit. feel like yeah. furries would appreciate it. Right. And obviously, we're not criticizing furries. You know, you do you. We yes. You don't care what you do on your own time. Like, um, but it's it's definitely like I I I I do think it's a little furry, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah. No, I think it, for me, it it felt like two supernatural beings just kind of being together. Yeah. Oh. Some of the reviews I were reading were basically acting like Grace wanted to fuck a dog, and I was like, that's not at all what's happening here. <laughs> My understanding is that he's a very attractive boy when he's not a wolf. So yeah. So yeah. In the later on in the series, it it turns out that she was supposed to have changed, but I don't know if you remember her describing the getting locked in the car by her parents and having like that I, crazy fever. Yes, I did read that, and I also read the synopsis and everything. Yeah. And then I also I I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But the premise that heat stroke and meningitis stop them from turning into wolves. Is the stupidest fucking plot point I've ever heard in my entire goddamn life. Really? That bothered you? <laughs> yes. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it just, it just, like, literally that plot point made me not want to finish the book. Wow. Like, I read the synopsis and it was that, and I was like, no. No. That's never bothered me. 
It's it bothered me a lot. Like <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. I do think that is a tricky territory to wade into when you try to equate supernatural to like when people try to find a way to explain it, I'm like, eh, like why can't we just let it be? Like just let it yeah. be a mystical thing that doesn't yeah. need explaining. And also like the the weird mixing of mix, mystical and science thing, mm-hmm. like where they had that conversation where she's like, "Well, is it mystic? Is it magic or it's science?" And he's like, "I don't fucking know." Yeah. And it and it felt like she was trying to mix the two, and I don't a think bit, it yeah. works. I don't think she did it in a way that worked for me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like I feel like I want you to read Sinner. I want to see what you think about that because that's all about Cole and Isabel, and I feel like their romance has a lot of what Grace and Sam's romance is lacking. I think that's what part of what pulls me through the whole series is that we get I get to like watch both of these couples deal with their crap, and Isabel and Cole are all like passion and like angry with each other, and I feel like their romantic moments are better written because they're both more experienced individuals. They're not like each other's first everything which can get like that's really hard to write and not have it be like clunky um but yeah sinner is like a it's like outside the trilogy and it's a a follow-up of what their relationship was like potentially (laughs) i also think it's a faster read than the other so it wouldn't be inflicting as much pain on you this this is a fast read like it doesn't take me like i can go through a hundred pages in like a half hour like Mm -hmm. it's not a a slow read by any means i just i found it to i found it boring and that made it really slow for me gotcha because i felt like there wasn't really anything happening i mean it's better than twilight in the sense that like there's conflicts that are introduced before the last chapter yeah the theme stays consistent like is that the part of the part of my problem with twilight is that i I feel like in our episode about this series we talked about how it kind of feels like all over the place and like she's kind of like trying to force plot in where it doesn't need to be yeah um but i feel like this had like a clear this series had a clear arc to me about like they figure out sam shit and then they're like oh shit now we gotta figure out grace and then like the third book is the culmination of them trying to like save the whole pack and like find a way to live with what their life is like and i mean that that makes like i said her her plot is definitely more spread out and mm-hmm. more seemingly ha- i think it has more thought to it yeah than twilight i think it has it, i think it does have that on twilight yeah. um it just happened to be a plot that i cared nothing for and i didn't feel like there was enough conflict introduced to me early or it was almost mm-hmm. like the conflict was just like there but didn't really seem to matter yeah like he gets shot and but oh he's fine yeah and then like they kind of just like do nothing and talk and then like nothing i don't know i didn't feel like anything was really yeah happening i don't yeah like Especially, like, the early book should be having enough conflict to engage you for the rest of the book. And I feel like the early book fails. I feel like the early book relies so heavily on the romance, which mm. isn't developed enough, and expects an immediate buy-in. Yeah. 
like this romance starts so early and so hot and heavy and so embedded that you have to immediately buy them as a couple. It's almost like there's like a missing novella at the beginning that like needs to describe the work up to this. (laughs) Yeah. Like it just, it, it happens so fast that you're just like, Oh, we are, he's immediately boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. We're 50 pages in and they're just together now. And he's been human for all of two seconds. Yep. Like, it probably could so, have benefited from more moments, like, when, in the early on, when they're in the bookstore in the summer, and he sees her, and, like, having, like, romantic thoughts about her. We, we should have had more near misses between the two of them, to see them kind of, like, interact with each other on the human side of things, as well as, because otherwise, like you said, the romance is just, like, this psychic wolf bond, which is the only thing that makes them fall in love. <laughs> yeah, which is, like... And the the thing is, too, is that, like, there's not, like, it. I feel like Grace kind of changes personalities a little bit, where she's kind of, like, introverted, and then she gets around Sam, and she's, like, aggressively sexual, and then you're just mm-hmm. like, okay, what are you, who are you? Yeah. I, I don't understand, and I feel like she's kind of blank slated for the purpose of the plot and the relationship. Yeah. I, I can see that because Sam always definitely felt more, more well-developed to me personality-wise than Grace was. I think she's more interested in Sam. What, so you, like, you think the author's more interested in Sam? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yes, yeah. I do think Grace is interested in Sam. No, I think, I think, no, I think that the, the writer is more interested in Sam mm-hmm. and his journey and his history and his everything yeah. than she is in Grace. Yeah. And I think that comes across because you can always you can always kind of tell when authors like playing favorites within their own work. Oh, yeah. Like Edward obviously gets more screen time and more interest and more everything yeah. than Bella. Like, it's, it's obvious. So. <laughs> yeah, like she's more interested in Edward than she is in Bella. Yep. And I think that she's that that I don't know how to pronounce her last name. How do you pronounce her last name? Stavater. Stavater is more interested in Sam than she is in Grace. For sure. So I think she got that stroke of inspiration, like that she had this idea of this boy and a girl who are like, there's this line in the very beginning of Linger, the second one that says something like this was a story about a boy who used to be a wolf. And now it's about a a story about a girl who's becoming one. Like, I think, I think something like that just occurred to her and she was so dead set on like finding a way to tell that story, but like was not coming up with a lot of stuff for Grace and just ran with it anyways. Yeah, I mean that that sounds accurate yeah. to me. So, well, I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> Actually, I I think if you're going to start with Maggie Stavater this late in the game and you haven't read anything by her, I would definitely read the Raven Cycle because that is a really really good series. Um, she switches to the third person point of view. I the whole plot is really good, in my opinion. Um, I don't, have you read that at all? No, I've heard I've heard good things about it. I've I've heard a lot about it, especially mm-hmm. during my time as a as a YA librarian. Yeah, but um, I have not read it. No. Well, I it personally that, like it. <laughs> was it just because it, for me? And you can you can absolutely deny this because obviously you know more about it than I do, having read it. <laughs> but it just seemed like like a bunch of emo boys who were like having angst no actually i'd say like um they're like half of them are but in like unique distinct ways like she really 
I feel like got better at like character development in that series and like okay. each person has like their like very distinct personality traits and like the things that they do are very much well within character um yeah okay yeah I read a I read a Goodreads review that was talking about how there's not a lot of difference between Sam and Grace and I was like that's accurate mm-hmm. like yeah. Sam definitely gets more screen time and she's definitely more interested but at the right. same time like there's voice wise there's not a lot of difference. No. They're pretty much the same. Yeah. They're just kind of like, eh. So. Which is something that Stephanie Meyer did better, I think, is distinguishing between Bella and Edward. And their personalities and the way they think. In terms of, like, just within Twilight? Or in comparing the inner thoughts between Twilight and, like, Midnight Sun? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. But I feel like Edward's behavior and speech within Twilight, Twilight is very Edward. Mm -hmm. And they clearly think differently, which is kind of the whole point of why they're interested in each other is that they both think so differently. I saw a really funny meme that was like, what if Edward couldn't read Bella's mind just because there was no thoughts in there? (laughs) Just just wind whooshing through an empty cavern. (laughs) I I liked it. I thought it was funny. I, I give Bella a little bit more credit than most people do. But, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like she's got, she got a bad rap. Um, I feel like this book is very 2008. Like, Twilight, Shiver, 2008 was the year of making, like, blob lady narrators <laughs> falling in love with, like, mediocre men. <laughs> yeah. And we all like, ate it up. We just ate that shit up. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, like, looking back, Reading it now, I'm like, yes, this is something I would have absolutely eaten the shit out of mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Like, yeah. you can, like, I read it now, and I'm like, I understand why I liked it back then. Exactly, yeah. It's just that I've I've hit the point in my life where I don't have time for mediocre literature. <laughs> You're like, I have limited time in my day. I ain't got time for this shit. I do the same thing. I took your advice, and I download book samples all the time. And if I'm like, within like four pages, I'm like, nope, I'm not reading it. <laughs> Books, Amazon Kindle book samples will save your life and a lot of money. Oh, for sure. Which I think you can definitely get for these books too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have additional thoughts? I I was curious as I think I don't feel like we've gone into enough about why you like it so much. Like, what about um, it really appeals to you? Both, like, I I mean, like, I think I understand why it appealed to you back then, but mm-hmm. I am wondering why it has staying power with you. Um, well, I do like, I don't know why, I know it's bullshit and makes no sense, but the fact that they just, like, their love just happens immediately and, like, like it, that, it feel like it feels like it has that meant-to-be quality to it. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Like, for some reason, it just... Is it because you can get right to the spicy parts? Maybe, even though it's not really a very spicy book. It's spicy for 2008 high school. I guess that's fair, but like she doesn't like actually write out sex or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I I liked the world that she built with the wolves. Um, I do definitely like reading Sam's stuff more, especially his history with Beck and the pack. Um, and I think the series has staying power because. Of the whole series, the series as a whole, and not just Shiver, okay. because <clears throat> oh my god, my voice is dying. 
Uh, Cole and Isabel are definitely keep me interested. I, I the the pair of those two romantic stories paired together, I think, is what keeps my interest. Okay, so you're kind of so Shiver is good, but as a whole, you're able is like the sum of it is better than its parts. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I would I would say so. I guess that I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I I think that the thing about the romance is if you're willing to immediately buy in, there is a level of satisfaction there. Yeah. Right, because there's there's always like we're always interested in the passion and the the build up, and you kind of get the build up without actually having to deal with any of the build up or stress. Mm-hmm. So like if you're willing to immediately buy into their romance, I can see how an immediate payoff would be appealing. Yeah. So, I get that. Yeah. I I think it was just for me is not so much that I had to immediately buy into a romance, is that I had to immediately buy into their romance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, it does make sense because I feel like if I were to read it nowadays, having never read it before, I don't know if I would. Like, I might buy into their, I might keep buying into their romance immediately on rereads because I did enjoy it so much the first time around. So I'm like already rooting for them because I, I already am invested in it emotionally. Yeah. Versus like experiencing it a new time or like after a really long time gone by, I might be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting to read Goodreads because I feel like it has like five stars or like one. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, like all nobody over the place. Has, nobody has a middling it's, opinion. No, on not at it's all. Like either they love it or they fucking hate it. it. Yeah, it was, it's definitely a trip to go through those reviews. Oh my God. Oh man. Um. I was I was actually surprised because I was expecting the number the score to be higher, and it I think was... it's people reading it later on. Like I bet if you looked at it in like 2010, 2011, I bet it'd be like nothing but five stars. But I yeah. think people are like rediscovering it or like rereading it, and they're yeah. like, "What is this crap?" <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of um, of her fans who are going back trying to get, read her old stuff, who are fans of the Ravens. Yeah, like, and going back and reading her absolutely. Old stuff and like, I'm not so sure about this, um, but I. It's it won a lot of awards when it came out, mm-hmm. like a lot. Like it, as the series went on, she got less recognition for it. But like, yeah. the Shiver got a lot of awards and recognitions and nominations for stuff. Like it was it was pretty, and it was like eight on the bestseller list, I think, for a while. Oh wow, yeah. It definitely is so, what launched her into like being like a very well known yeah. author was that book but like it it just came out at the perfect time she like was writing on the twilight high that <laughs> was going yeah. on in the world so people were Which like was... yeah more of that <laughs> and it, the thing is it's it's very hard to be like it's a twilight ripoff because if it's coming out okay so did they both come out in 2008 i think twilight came out in 2006 but it didn't really get popular well no cuz yeah the first movie would have come out in 2008 so it definitely came out a couple years before that let's see i'm checking freaking remember going to the midnight release of the movie because i'm interested so it was september 2006 for twilight Mm -hmm. and then let's see i'm curious because it's it's and then it was 2009 for shiver so yeah you could you could call it at least heavily inspired in terms of publishing mm-hmm. by Twilight. Yeah. It might be why she was able to really. To like sell it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did have a different book out already, but not 
nearly as well known. Um, yeah. That was called Lament, which is about um, Faye stuff, which I think, I kind of wish she would go back to that kind of thing, because she's very good at... Um, Keep yawning. Sorry. Faye, that's fine. <laughs> um, but her background is, I think she has a degree like in history, and she like studies Irish folklore and all that stuff. So like she has strengths uh-huh. in that area, so I feel like but I mean, I would not read Lament. It's her first book, therefore, it's very first book in quality. <laughs> it's not very good. Okay. But yeah, she definitely hit her yeah. stride with the Raven Cycle. Yeah, I mean, the thing about publishing too is that it takes years to get published. It takes it takes mm. time. So she would have had to have been working on it or started it like immediately after Twilight came out. In order for us to really call it a Twilight ripoff. Yeah. Because publishing is such a long, like, it takes, like, a year or two just to get, ap- after being chosen and going through to get to get to publication. Right. So, people are like, well, she just ripped off Twilight, and I'm, because that's what the reviews say, is she just ripped off Twilight. Yeah, and I saw I'm that like, a lot. Well, the way publishing works, it... Mm-hmm. she probably already was writing this already had it in her mind was probably already working yeah like doing something before twilight came out or as twilight was coming out yep for this book to have come out yeah. you know three years later and i feel like there's enough differences content wise that like calling it a twilight ripoff doesn't seem fair like the, it definitely has the similarities it's of a twilight era for sure but yeah i feel well, like it can it, stand on its own it feels like in the same spirit of twilight mm-hmm. for me like the like, like star-crossed lovers of supernatural <laughs> sources, yeah. Yeah, and the the writing kind of feels similar to me, mm. and it, it's it I, it feels very similar in many ways. Yeah, for me. But so it's interesting to think about how publishing-wise, when it would have come out and everything. But I like I'm not comfortable calling it a ripoff, but I I do think that they were they're connected yeah i think there was a lot of stuff that came out like i remember the freaking book series me and carrie were super into the vampire academy yes i that also w- read all yeah. those books yeah those were very steamy i probably yes. would reread those honestly <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> then there was blue bloods do you remember blue yes Blood? i do there was another one and then there was <sighs> fallen the angel one Oh my god, yes! Yeah, and Hush Hush! Hush Hush! I need to go back and reread these and re-experience the 8th grade, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> there was another one, too, that was, like, it was vampires, but also they had, like, elemental powers and, like, went to this school, and I don't remember what it was called. I don't know that one. Yeah. And then there was one that me and Carrie also read that was, like, about people, or this guy was like immortal but it was not related to vampires whatsoever it was fascinating (laughs) oh my god that was just like the thing yeah 2008 to like 2012 was the era of supernatural angsty boys with hardcore paths coming in and being all mysterious to girls who had no personalities yes yep that was it and a lot of the times it had some sort of paranormal supernatural absolutely Mm mm-hmm so. It was great. We loved it. Wild time, guys. <laughs> we were we were definitely here for it. Mm-hmm. And I go back and just like read the back cover of Hush Hush, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I think I I thought of it. Um, 
like months ago because now that we're talking about it, it's bringing back to mind that I was like scrolling through the Wikipedia for it and I was like I read this <laughs> I don't know how we did it I don't we either were, we were just starved I guess for <laughs> yeah, that's something it. I don't know uh, well I feel like in, I, I feel bad that like we're like knocking on these like main characters because I, I feel like part of the reason they're so popular is because as like when you're a young bookish teenager and your insecurities are telling you that you have no personality and that you're just whatever you find solace in reading a book in which that kind of girl ends up with someone super awesome yeah I guess I kind of I felt like I see my growing up is I always felt like I had too much personality I was too much okay rather than not enough so I'm wondering why I related harder to these girls where I always felt like I was excessive and obnoxious hmm. so I don't I don't, I don't know. know I mean I was definitely like shy and didn't I had trouble like talking to people who I thought were like above me but like didn't we all <laughs> yeah high school middle school wouldn't go back for literally uh, anything no no I feel like if you meet someone and they were like yeah high school were the best days run yes run no. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a miracle that I have so many good friends from that period still. I think that's the weirdest thing about that it. is the weirdest thing about it. Everybody I know is like, yeah, I don't talk to people from high school, and then yep. I'm like, all of my best friends are people from high school. And you still. always feel weird like bringing it up because they're like, oh, they're gonna think I'm one of those freaks who like never left my hometown. <laughs> no offense, to people I have other their hometown. friends. Yeah, yeah, I have other friends. I just don't, you know. Yep happen to be close to people that I grew up with because they happen to actually turn into excellent people, which doesn't really happen Yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> what a great note to end on our, our opinions about people's personalities. <laughs> oh, man. But if you, uh, you made it through this and you hear our, our mixed feelings on it, um, I would recommend it. Although, if you're going to, if it's your first time reading Maggie Savater, I would start with The Raven Cycle, not Shiver. Yeah. I would not recommend it, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know. I wouldn't recommend Twilight, so. Yeah. Our, our friendship has survived. This, we made it through this, part. you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I made it through you, like, hating on Zelda, I'm pretty sure we can make it through anything. I mean, that's true. I don't I don't think there's a comparable thing where you hating on something that was that kind of level of important to me. I don't, I don't I think particularly enjoy Kingdom Hearts. Well, Kingdom Hearts is is um not great. <laughs> it's 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 hot garbage, but it's hot garbage that I love. That makes sense. But I know that it's hot garbage. The story plotline makes absolutely no sense. Oh no, no. The the most sensical game is the first game and it's also the game with the worst kind of fighting system and graphics. And then they went fucking bonkers and made mm -hmm. the stupidest fighting system in the world. I'm done. <laughs> I love. I, love I so Hearts. easily I just it. like pushed you onto that soapbox. It was great. <laughs> but I love Kingdom Hearts. I do. I yeah. love it. Um, I think a maybe a final positive note because it dawned on me. I don't know the answer to this question, but what is your favorite book that you would re recommend to people to read? Well, I don't know because. It's it's weird if you if you grew up with me you'd assume that my answer was Harry Potter. That's why Harry I had Potter to ask. Is, is, a, is a complicated cesspool now. Yeah. Uh, like I had to ask all my my family to not buy me Harry Potter things for Christmas. 
because that's like you know that's you don't want to fund her yeah (laughs) right so I had to like I'm like I just politely asking that you don't buy me Harry Potter things for Christmas because I don't want to give that transphobe money yeah right thank you exactly um sister of the traveling pants I was wondering if it was that because I know you very highly recommended it um before we did our episode yeah, I go back to it over and over and over again, especially because they grew up, mm-hmm. and now that they have the book of them in their late twenties, like I just like there's there's always lessons I can glean from it. There's always things that I can do it. So I've I've read that series over and over and over again. Yeah, and I'll read like different books based on what I feel like I need to go through. Yeah, that's nice. So I like that. So, sister. All right. Awesome. Well, if you haven't checked out our episode on that, you should. So then you can get mm-hmm. the full gambit of our opinions on yes. favorite books. But yeah. Oh, and next episode, we are doing World War Z. Thank you for telling me, because I forgot. <laughs> yes. So next episode, we are doing World War Z, but the book, not the movie. Yeah, because, yeah. Also, we're just we're jumping into a fun zombies-ish theme for January because we've been meaning to do it and we just want to because, I don't know. We covered vampires. We're covering wolves right now. We might as well cover zombies. We're going to cover zombies. Yeah. So, so yeah. We're going to do World War Z. That should, be, that should be fun. So you guys can uh, look out for that in the new year when it's not 2020 yeah. anymore. Woo! Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.